so honored that Pastor Darla has um, agreed to come and share with us tonight and encourage us in worship and to help us grow and to be better worship leaders because this doesn't just apply to people on the worship team too. This is everybody serving in this ministry. Everything that we're doing, if you're service director, lights, audio, projection, it's leading people in that moment of worship, corporate worship of the Lord. And every one of you has an important role to play in that. Thank you, Pastor Darla, for coming tonight. And um, we look forward to hearing the word that God has given you just for us tonight. Would we welcome uh, Pastor Darla? Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. You can feel the Lord's presence in this place, can't you? God is so good. And it's an honor. It's a privilege to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, thank you, Joe. Uh, we just love to worship the Lord. And you can feel God's presence in you all and in what God wants to do in this house. And it's an honor. I believe in this city, this region is going to know God in a more powerful way. And that is our mission, right? As churches, as people of God. And it was an honor. We worked together uh, for, for Rock the Lakes. Was it a, a two couple years ago? And so that was wonderful being a part. And I'm just honored to be here tonight with Rachel Ayala. That's just uh, the one that just led us in worship. <laughs> She's one of our worship leaders at the church. We have about five. We're blessed. And um, she's been, how many years now? Seven, seven years, seven years. And just took over in January uh, over our worship team and choir, um, doing an awesome job. And this is Melvin Solar. We are blessed. We are very blessed. And um, he leads, he, he's a minstrel in the house of the Lord, the word of the Lord. He's not, not just a piano player. The word of the Lord is in him. And you can see that. And he's over our band and has been a part of our worship department for 10. Whoa, are you serious? 10 years. Wow. You know, he is, he's an amazing guy. He started out as our drummer when he was like, what, 16 years old? 13. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm just bad. <laughs> I'll rely on you. 13. And just felt, if, if you'll let me tell a little bit about you, if that's all right, just to take up the keyboard. He was our drummer and just felt led of the Lord to take up the keyboard. Um, uh, my husband, the pastor of Faith Temple, he's a musician, so he was doing a lot of that. And Melvin, you know, when you have a desire in your heart to worship God, all things are possible. And if I can impart that into you, and he just began to play as the Lord led him and put a lot of time and effort into it. Did you have lessons specifically? A few here and there. But a lot of it was just spending time in worship and God would help. And, and I, I, that's part of my testimony is that I kind of fell into worship and here I am speaking about worship. I've led worship for about 25 years. I'm telling on myself, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't consider myself an expert in worship. I consider myself a student in worship because I'm just seeking after more of God. And the more I get to know God, the more I realize I need to know you, God. I really do. So before we start, 
can we just pray? I know we've already spent time in worship and prayer, but Father, we just thank you for the word of the Lord. And Father, we just thank you that we're already in your presence. And Lord, we dedicate this time to you of hearing the word of God, whatever you would say. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Part of my testimony is that I kind of stumbled into worship. You know, when I was little, I'm, I'm a PK, so I'm a pastor's kid, and I grew up, and I, music, I love music, but I wasn't really interested in singing. I remember being this big, and my parents dragging me to the front, promising me a candy bar if I would sing. I would get up to the front, and I'd be like, and no, <laughs> I just sit back down. I just wasn't interested in that piece. I love, love, love drama. And so that's what I always did. I went to college and I stumbled into worship, even though I love to worship and I'd always be a part of the choir and, and stuff like that. But as far as stumbling into leading worship, it was because somebody didn't show up and I had to fill in, in a small setting. And and it got to the point where different things would come my way, either in college and then when I came to Faith Temple, that I was just available. I wasn't a singer, but I was available. I was there every single week. I was faithful. And the need arose that they needed somebody to lead some songs. And I was like, all right, because I'll just do anything, you know. So I was like, all right, I'll step into it. And isn't that amazing? I don't have a spectacular voice. I'm not going to cut a record ever. It, it didn't work that way for me, but I love to worship God. And in, at the time, there was a need, so I filled it. So I like to say I kind of stumbled into worship leading. <laughs> but it's all right because when you have a heart after God, you know what? Who knows what the people sitting in this room will do in the future? Who knows what God has put in you? You don't even know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And it wasn't until I said, okay, God, you know what the scripture said? I sought for a man to stand in the gap. And he said, I found nobody. And Isaiah said, well, here I am, God. I guess you can send me. <laughs> and the way he said it, I love because it kind of makes it bring it home to us that Isaiah was somebody like me. I'm like, well, God, you know, I'll do it. I don't know if I've got what it takes. And many times, many, many times leading worship, I felt like I don't have what it takes. I can't hit those notes. I can't do it. But I can walk into worship and just worship God because he's been so good to me. He's been so good. He's been so faithful. When I haven't been faithful, he's been faithful. And all he desires from us as worshipers, because, you know, we all lead worship. If you're up on the platform or if you're up there or wherever you are on a Sunday morning doing your job, you're leading in worship. That's exactly what you're doing. And so it's important that your heart is after God. Sometimes when it's easy to walk in and just coast because somebody else is leading but if we could all be pumped up and be filled with the Holy Ghost before we get here, who knows what could happen? It was funny. I was standing over there and I, and I felt specifically for us tonight, even though I have been doing some studying, but all of a sudden God quickened me. And you know what he said? And I wasn't even going in that direction. That's why it's so important to be in the God's presence, isn't it? Because all of a sudden he can just drop something. And I was standing here and I wasn't even thinking about it. All of a sudden God says, in this house... There are miracles, signs, and wonders to be released. And I just felt it. It's powerful. Miracles, signs, and wonders. And all you have to do is say, 
here am I, God. Send me. I don't know what I'm doing half the time, but God, send me. I'm willing. I've always said this to young worship leaders as I've talked to them. I've said, you know what? I've made so many mistakes leading worship, like in the natural, that it's almost funny. They could do a blooper reel. But you know what's more important? Even though it's important to be skillful, and I've learned many things about key changes and the practical, that's important, very important. Because the Bible even says to play skillfully to the Lord. But you know what? I feel the most broken hearted isn't when I made a little mistake because little mistake, you can still get back on the track. It's when I feel like I've missed where God is because that's the most important thing. When we're up here, no matter what we've practiced, although practicing is important, our set is important. It's God, where are you? And where do you want to go? Where's that river going? And I say this every time I get up to lead worship, I'm like, God, here's my list, but do what you want. You want to change the song? If you want to change whatever you need to change, I'm okay with that. And we have to be okay with that. But it takes some getting used to flowing in the river. And so if I do it in my everyday life, I can do it more when I'm on the platform. That's the key. That's the key right there. And I want you to turn with me really quick to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And I know that we're all familiar with it, but God kept taking it back, taking me back to it. And it's about when Jehoshaphat didn't know what to do. The army was coming against him. The enemy was coming against him. And I love how it says in verse 12, and I'll just pick out a couple verses. It says it's part of his prayer. And he said, for we have no power in verse 12 against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And that's a key point. When we feel we know exactly what to do, that's when we rely on our own strength. And that's a danger when we're leading worship. I know what I'm doing. I got it. I got it. Whenever you have that attitude, we don't rely on the Holy Spirit. He loves it when we come before him. And sometimes we'll be in the thick presence of God. And I'll quickly look up and I'll be, God, okay, God, I don't know what to do here. (laughs) But my eyes are on you. And that's the key. Where, Where are your eyes? That's where you have to ask yourself in leading worship and even being part of a worship team, the band. God, where are my eyes today? Are my eyes fixed on you? Are my eyes looking at the congregation? Am I discouraged? I don't know about you, but I've been in times where it's so like, just you're not feeling it or you're looking at people's faces. You can't be swayed by that. You want to encourage people. You want to bring them in. But man, if you start looking at people's face instead of Jesus's face, you'll just be like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) Lead yourselves. (laughs) You can't do that. You've got to be able to rise above. I've been at times in situations where I've had to lead worship when someone beloved in the, in the congregation has passed away. I've had to lead worship and get up and, or speak when something devastating is happening. And if I didn't have my eyes above the situation, I couldn't rise above it. It's being in the spirit and not in the natural. And it can be trained. We can actually train, you know, the Olympic Olympics are on and the Olympians, they train and they train their bodies to do things that bodies don't normally do. I'm not going to run out and say, you know what? I think I'm going to try out for the Olympics because it's not going to work. Not unless I put in the time. 
And it's the same way in the spirit. I've got to be able to put in the time and be able to do what I need to do. Practice, be in the Lord's presence day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then I get up here and it's like, whoosh. You know what I'm talking about? And, and you know what? I want to just be honest and real and say that the course of 25 years, it's not always been that way. And I know when I haven't spent time with God. But my goal, even this year, is to even take my lifestyle of worship and my prayer life to a whole nother level in the week, spending more time in his presence so that I can be ready on Sunday. And in, it, it, there it was in verse 12. He says, we don't know what to do. Our eyes on you. And immediately the spirit of the Lord began to move. And when we put our eyes on God, you know, the prophetic can be released. Write down a couple of verses. The word of the Lord came in verse 15 and it says, don't be afraid or dismayed. This is, this is a prophetic word because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. Some of us tonight are going through battles, maybe things that you don't even share with others and you have to get up and minister on Sundays, but you're going through your own battle. And the Lord says to you, the battle's not yours. It belongs to me. I'm going to fight your battle. And it says you will not need to fight in this battle. In verse 17, position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Who is with you? Don't be afraid or dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them. The Lord is with you. What an awesome word to have when you're in the midst of the battle. Isn't that awesome? Just position yourself. That's all you got to do. Just be in the right position. And see, that is the importance of a worship department. If you're in your position, we can fight the battle. If you're where you need to be and where you need to be spiritually and and in your position on a Sunday, then we can fight the battle because the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. But the important thing in this verse is position yourself. Where are you positioning yourself? Because where you position yourself, that's where you are. (laughs) Where you're standing, that's where you're going to be. If you're positioning yourself in a place of defeat, in a place of of negativeness during the week, in a place where you shouldn't be, that's where you are. And, you know, we have to be real. There's times where God has said, where are you, Darla? I'm like, not where I should be, but I'm right here. And I've got to make some changes and say, okay, God, I need to put myself in the right position. And then it says in verse 21, He appointed those who would sing. And, you know, that's what I wanted to concentrate on is that he appointed those who would sing. Guess what? If you're sitting here today, you are appointed to sing. You're appointed. And that word sing in the Hebrew is rina, and it's the same word for joy. They used it simultaneously. They didn't have a separate word. We have sing. We have joy. They had one word. Sing and joy is the same word. So if you sing, you're going to have joy. You better sing with joy. If you have joy, it's probably because you're singing. (laughs) So it's together. We sing, we have joy. You need some joy. You need some strength. Start singing. Start making worship a part of everyday life. Not on Sundays, but everyday life. You just begin to sing. 
You sing to the Lord and you'll have joy. And it says they began to sing and praise and praise also means shouting and rejoicing and cheering in triumph. And it says at the time of a great victory. Now, listen, they started shouting. Did they have the victory yet? But they were shouting as if it was the victory. That's my many times on Sundays, we, I might get up and say, you know what? Everybody just give God a shout of praise. Just do it now. Just give God a shout. I'm not doing it just so we can practice our lungs. There's something in the spirit realm about a shout. And if you want to do it sometime, I don't have time to go into it, but do a study on shout in the scripture. And something about shout, God shouts, the Lord says God has gone up with a shout, which means he's a God who shouts. It says for us to shout. Now, many times people have, have said over the years, they'll be like, well, I'm shouting in my heart. Really? <laughs> but it specifically says in the scripture and see, God is a God that loves expression. He does. He, he's, he has, it says God sits in the heaven and laughs. He's a, he's an expressive God. He loves to demonstrate his power. He performs miracles and signs and wonders. He's all about outwardly demonstrating what is in our heart. Now, not performance based because then it's shallow. But you know, if I walked up to you and I said, you know, I feel really joyful today. I'm just so full of joy. I really am. Would you believe what I said? <laughs> no. <laughs> Because if I walked up to you and said, man, I am filled with joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Because even in the natural, if someone is going to say something to us, we want it written on their face. Words are cheap. Actions speak. And so I need to exemplify what's in my heart. We work on this all the time. And Rachel's been working with our team on this, that we have got to be more expressive. Not to put on a show, but if something's in my heart, I need to release it. Because then it can be released in the heavenlies. I think sometimes we don't even understand. There are times where we go into worship that, man, God's doing things that you don't even know he's doing. I was sharing this this last week with the choir that, you know, when you love God's people and you come in and you look at God's people and say, God, let somebody have a miracle today. I'm standing, I'm worshiping for them today. And you know, when you're worshiping for somebody else, God's got your back. And in the midst of worship, he's taking care of your stuff. He is because the spirit realm is released and God is just doing things in the spirit. If we would just open our eyes and see he's amazing. He's an amazing God. He's an awesome God. So they were appointed. So you need to take your stand. An expression is something that comes from within. And I'll tell you, the congregation can go no further than the platform. I love to say that that wasn't true. But if you lead in worship, that means you lead the way. You can't expect them to get the victory if you don't have the victory. You can't expect them to shout if you don't shout. You can't expect them to clap and dance if you're not doing it. What's frustrating sometimes is when I see, oh, the worship leader and they say, okay, everybody raise your hands and the congregation's raising their hand and everybody on the platform's like, no, if I said, raise your hands, I'm not just trying to tell you what to do. Cause I mean, I really feel by the spirit of God that we're to raise our hands. And so that means everybody raise your hands. Come on, you can do it. Not out of a religiousness, but out of surrender. 
Sometimes you just feel instruction by the spirit of God and that's okay. And that when we're in unity, that is when something breaks. And when this spills over, see what we're doing all week and the way we're going before the Lord and the way we worship, when this spills over onto the congregation, that is when they'll catch that voice of victory and that shout of victory. Is that all right? I like to encourage people that a lifestyle of being a worshiper is like a reservoir and you're building up a reservoir. And some days, I mean, let's be honest, you really, you man, you wake up and it, does anybody do this? You just, you wake up out of bed and you feel God's presence. You're like, woo, hallelujah. I just feel you God. And other days you're just grumpy. You don't know what's going on, but you can't feel anything. Am I the only one or does anybody? (laughs) You're just tired, but you still worship. You worship God when you feel like it, when you don't. Because you don't realize, and even in your prayer life, you're building up a reservoir. And when storms come and when things come that you don't expect, you know, we don't realize it, but we go on autopilot. You know, when you're in shock because something really shakes your world, you kind of go on default. That's what I like to call it. You just go default and you rely on whatever you've been putting in your, to yourself for months or the last weeks. And if it's been worship and praise, that's what's going to come out. So many times I'll walk in, something will happen in my family. Something will happen that's devastating. And all of a sudden a scripture will pop out. How did it get there? It just didn't leap off the page. It was because I read it. Somewhere, maybe, maybe even a year ago, but but it's in here. And so it comes up the right time. Whatever you put in is going to come out when you're walking through a crisis. Whatever you put in is going to be your default. I just had an experience with that a few weeks ago. Crazy. Um, we were in the midst of we uh, prayer time, and we had prayer every night. We had a special speaker on prayer. And right in the middle of it, I scheduled a doctor's appointment, you know, just in the morning. Because I was like, I just got to get it over with. It's just a regular appointment, no big deal. I go in, and here we are in the midst of prayer. Wouldn't you know it? We're just having an awesome time every night. We're just feeling the presence of God. We're just going after God. I get into the doctor's office, and she goes, you know what? I think something's wrong. And I'm like, What? Wait a second. She said, I, I feel, you know, I believe you have a, a lump in your breast. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Less than a year ago, my best friend passed away of breast cancer. She was a phenomenal worshiper. Go knows he came to the church many years ago. And Charlotte was an amazing, amazing woman. One of my very best friends in the whole world. And Man, we prayed. We did everything we knew to do. She loved God. I'll tell you, she passed away in faith. She died in faith. She was believing God, and she just went right on to heaven. And, you know, when she first was diagnosed, she wasn't even supposed to live very long at all, and she lived for over four years. So that was a blessing. See, when you're a worshiper, you've got to know how to count your blessings and and look at the positive, And, and it's hard some days. It's very hard. So I got this diagnosis or not, it wasn't a diagnosis, but you know, she was very concerned and I walk out of the doctor's office kind of in shock. You know, when something hits you, you're just kind of in shock. You don't know what you do. 
And what you do is you just go to default because you don't know what else to do. And I get into the car. I'm just kind of scrambling. My head's all over the place. You know how the Bible says, bring every thought into captivity? It's kind of like you got to lasso those thoughts. You got to be like a, a cowboy or something. You better get those thoughts because they will run so hard and you'll be down so, that road so far. It'll be hard to come back. But as a worshiper, you have an edge. Now we should all be worshipers, the whole congregation, but you've got something in God. If you've been putting into your reservoir and I remember getting into the van and that I start the car I was all by myself and I started up the car and I was like, Lord, I praise you, God. I worship you, Jesus. God, I thank you. You're my healer, Lord. You're my provider, God. God, I trust in you. Now, with tears, of course, you know, you feel it, but you're saying, God, I trust you. Whatever you want to do, Lord, I just know that you're my healer. I stand on your word. Scripture started coming to me. He's the God that heals all of our diseases. He's the God that brings everything into abundance. He's our, my deliverer. He's my joy. He's my friend. He's the one that sticks by me. God, I worship you. And as I was worshiping, God is so good. He knows exactly what we need to hear. And I'm driving down the road and I felt this in my spirit. All is well. All is well. So, all right, all is well. I'm going to take that. All is well. See, you just need a word. That's all you need. You just need a word from God. And when you have a word from God, it's all right. Now, that doesn't mean that everything was perfect in the next couple of days. The enemy tried to onslaught me a number of times. I kept on worshiping. I kept on worshiping. And one morning... I was praying. God has such a, a sense of humor and I'm praying and I'm, I'm declaring things because I, I just felt a lot of pressure that morning of what am I going to do? I didn't tell anybody because I'm like, everybody's in the midst of prayer. I'm not going to, I mean, obviously my husband knew I'm just, we're at such a high, I, I'm just believing God and I'm just going to receive from him. So I was praying in my prayer time and, and I was just saying, God healer, I'm, I'm fighting the battle. You know, you're fighting the good fight of faith. I'm praying. And God says, get up and start praying about something else. Cause I told you it was already done. I was like, you serious? I'm sorry to burden you with me. Okay. <laughs> Cause there are many needs that I needed to be praying about. We were praying corporately. We were concentrating that week on corporate things. And so God was saying, get your eyes off yourself and pray what I told you to pray. I said, okay. <laughs> And that was a word. That was a word that I needed. And I got great, great peace. So I wanted to share that. God just quickened that because I want to encourage you. No matter what battle you're facing, you know God loves you so much. He loves you so much. And whatever you walk through, you're not alone. You've got a whole company of angels and you've got the Lord and you've got a great cloud of witnesses and you've got those brothers and sisters alongside of you that they might be going through stuff, but they're here to worship God too. You are not alone. You, you are well, amen. All is well. I do want to open it up for questions and answers, but before I do, I want to just get a little bit practical that I might pull on Rachel and Melvin cause they're awesome and they know a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, the, the most important thing. Oh, I didn't tell you the end of the story. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not leaving you hanging. <laughs> oh my. Okay. So I went to all these tests and all these, 
you know, things. And I, I just said, God, I'm just trusting you. I'm just trusting you. And you know what? It was nothing. God was, God brought my healing. Amen. Amen. God is so good. He's faithful. I think he just wanted to teach me a little bit about himself through that whole thing. You know, every circumstance he can teach us through it. Can't he? Uh, the most important time, and we did it tonight, is what is not the song, but it's in between the song. It's what we do. It's the song of the Lord. It's the song of the bridegroom and the bride. The song of the bride is me singing to the Lord. The song of the bridegroom is him singing back to me. And I don't know if you've ever been singing to the Lord and all of a sudden you hear something singing to you. That's what we love. That's what we want to hear. That's the song of the Lord. That's the word of God. And sometimes we've been in services and we, I wish it happened all the time because I believe God always wants to sing to us, but sometimes a song will just break forth and you'll know that it's a word from God, but it'll be in song form. Sometimes people might give a prophetic word, but sometimes you give a song of the Lord and you just sing spontaneously to the Lord and God gives you a melody. Those are awesome times. Those are powerful. For me, I want to cultivate that more in my life. I do. That's my goal. I'm like, Lord, when I sing to you every day, I want to hear what you're singing. That's what I want for 2014. I want a greater measure of the song of the Lord where he's just giving melodies. He's giving all kinds of things. Um, one of the practical things is everyone on the platform is a worship leader and what's in your heart must come out. The Bible says that we need to clap our hands. All you people shout to God with a voice of triumph. Let's celebrate. Let's dance. Let's be joyful. Because that's what God has called us to be. You know, there may be times and there should be times in your life where you take some time in your own home and you just begin to dance and shout and worship. And sometimes it's with worship music. Sometimes it should be without. It should be with you opening up your Bible. And this is what we teach in our worship time. Just open up your Bible and start singing to the Lord. Just start singing. And may, you don't have a Melvin in your house. He can't, you know, play awesome. He, you just got to make up your own melody. You just got to begin to sing. And I wish I had time, but there's a whole message about singing the word and, and praying the word. And it's powerful. So thank you so much for having me. I, it's an honor. It's a privilege. I just gave you a little bit, but I want to open it up. If, if you guys have any thoughts or anything to add to it, please feel free. But if you have any questions, I just wanted to open it up to you. <laughs> if you don't, that's okay too. Yes, sure. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I would say, you know, 
you have such a different job than you're not actually singing. And there are times where you can pray. And especially I think for you guys, it's so important for during the week that your lifestyle and that you're worshiping and that your worship so that when you're turning those knobs, you've cultivated it to a point where you can turn and worship at the same time. And that is difficult to do, but I believe that there can be an anointing when you turn those knobs and when you're technical and it's might look different than here. And you might feel like in the natural, well, I'm just not worshiping, but you really are. And if you tap that into your spirit, I think you'll probably recognize it more because I think you're worshiping more than you think you are, you know, and it's, and it's here, it's that river. And so I believe that you can be turning knobs and God can, does that make sense? Do you have anything else? I know. All right. Right. Yes, you're welcome. Anybody else? Yes. Absolutely. Oh my word. And and it floods in, doesn't it? It just floods in. And sometimes if you allow that to flood in, it's hard to rise above it. It's almost like a sinking, sinking sand. You know, you start going under. I believe that it's very simple. God is so simple. We complicate things and it's all about believing God. Is he big enough in my life? If I, if I become a worshiper and elevate God to where he's supposed to be, when those times come, I see him for where he is. And then he begins to minister to me. One of the practical things I do immediately when doubts really come is I, this is the word of God. This is powerful. You know, it's no joke that it's sharper than a two-edged sword, man. It can say things that I could never say. What I start to do is I start going double shift in my, in my time with the word. And I start taking those verses and say, it's going in. It's like medicine. I'm taking the word and I'm putting it in my heart. I'm, I look up faith scriptures. I look up mountain moving scriptures. I look up worship scriptures. I get on, you know, everybody's got the Bible app, right? Or a lot of people do, man, I'm on that. I am on it. I'm just like, you know what? This word is awesome. That's exactly right. When you speak the word, if I speak my words, it doesn't matter. But when you speak the word, you will see life flow. You'll see it because it's like that river and it'll flow. And that's how I combat it. But, but God, God, God nails me. You know, I'll, I'll get up out of bed and he's like, do you believe me? I'll be like, yeah, I believe you. 
what kind of a question is that? God asked me that. He said, no, do you believe me? And what I think I was saying was, I believe in you. I do believe in Jesus, but do I really believe his word? Whew, that's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother level. That's a great question. Was that all right? Does that answer? That's what I, that's, that's powerful. And spending more time in his presence is, is huge, but it's the word of God. It's key. That's key. Anybody else? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Sure, sure. You know, free worship is so important that you've got to look past the performance part. I mean, if you're up there, it's not a time for you to do any riffs. You know, it's not a time for you to be like, and I praise you, Lord, you know. And, you know, it's true. And so that would be more performance. But thinking of who God is really does add to the worship leader. Man, when I'm leading worship and I hear people just singing behind me during free worship, I'm like, woo, thank you. That blesses me. You don't realize how much you can bless the worship leader. Man, it feels like, man, they got my back today. And and what I try to do when I'm on when I've been on team is just say, I think of the names of God, who God is just like what we were doing tonight. And, and I just kind of do it low. So I'm not like, you're worthy, you know, and it's just like, everyone's like, thank you. You just kind of blend in with the volume of everybody else that helps. And you just say, God, I thank you, Lord, I praise you. You're worthy. Yes. And, and if the worship leader is really talking, you agree. And you just say, you focus and you say, yes, if maybe he's exhorting. He said, you know, I think that God, it wants to speak to us that he's our refuge. You immediately take that. You're my refuge. You're my ref. Cause that's where he's going. So you just follow and you think, of, okay, what else is if, if he's my refuge, he's my strong tower. You're my strong tower. And you try to flow with where the leader's going. And believe me, even though you feel like it might take away, you'll be adding. Can I say that? You think that you'll be adding? Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to add to it. <laughs> right. You just, you just love that. I, I, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's funny. I just reminded of something my husband used to tell us when we all first started worship leading, you know, and he would say, cause he was the music pastor and he'd be like 90% of the time, if the congregation isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing in worship, it's your fault as a worship leader. I'd be like, what? It's not my fault. Cause sometimes you do your set and you're just like, they are just not with me today. They're just not praising. And he would turn the tables on us and be like, it's your fault. 
And I'm like, I'm never going to complain again. Everybody was great. (laughs) Because we have to bear that responsibility. We do. And it will, you know, it might feel discouraging a little bit because it was just like a little bit of a slap. But I was like, wow. But it took me to a deeper level where I'm going to be even more prepared. And man, if I see somebody's toe tapping, I'm excited. I'm like, look at that. To know. <laughs> you know, you just get excited because you need, you just need every kind of assurance that somebody's connecting, right? <laughs> You're like, please. I think we had that a couple of weeks ago. And I said, listen, if you just tap your toe, just do something to praise him. Because, you know, all through this body, Bible in the Psalms. It's all about action. We can't ignore it. Can't ignore the word. You could, you could try to explain it away intellectually all you want of why you can't praise him outwardly, but you can't do it when you read this word because it's all about expression. And so you have to take the responsibility and say, listen, if they're not praising, I'm, I'm not praising. And there's been times where he would make us look at, and see, I think I'm praising. That's the whole thing. I thought I was really praising. And I watched a video of myself and I'm like, wow, (laughs) I thought I was being demonstrative. I wasn't being demonstrative at all. I was like, I'm not even moving and I'm not even smiling. I look depressed. I'm like, I thought I was happy. You don't realize it's really healthy to look at video and watch yourself. You have no idea. Go ahead. Yes. Thank you for, um, making the way for the, the video. Cause I got videos that we can watch. Um, but it's, it, it's so good. I was talking to my brother about this too, to watch back or listen back to yourself. I sent you guys, did I send you guys a couple weeks? Yeah. I sent you guys a couple weeks ago, video of the worship. Um, not that you're like, you know, you're not being critical in, in a, in a, like a, in a performance way, but um, that, that is part of growing your skill. And also, like you said, you don't realize like you, you felt like you were being expressive or demonstrative in your worship. You're like, you know, I wasn't even, I wasn't even smiling. We talk about smiling. It's like, you need to, your face needs to match what you're singing. So. Don't you hate that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You need to do that. I believe me. I I feel your pain because I've looked at myself and I'm like, that's not pretty. And, and, and yes, we did need to be more expressive. Thank you. So I hope this helped a little bit and, um, anything just, just to encourage you, you know, we're all in this together. Nobody's arrived. Everyone is like learning. And, and no matter how many years you've done it, guess what? You're going to be a student forever until you get to heaven. Now around the throne is going to be a whole nother glory, but don't be afraid. Just express it. Let it out. Listen, you look at football games and those people are crazy and they're very expressive on the videos. Why can't we get that excited for God? Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Let's show our appreciation. And I hope it's okay. Um, cause I feel like 
there's um, so much more that you have to impart. I mean, would you come back another time and just share some more with our team? Uh, we would love to have you back another time. Um, next month, um, our team night is going to be on Tuesday, March 18. Please save the date. I'll be putting an invite card in your boxes and send you that information soon. But Tuesday, March 18 um, at 7 p.m. And that format is going to be a little different that night. We're going to have um, some breakout sessions and we're going to do some um, training um, more individualized. So we'll have some band training. We'll have some vocal training. We'll have some production team training. Um, it's going to be really, really um, helpful. And I think everyone's going to really um, uh, enjoy that. Did you, guys, did you guys like this tonight? You know, I, I, you know when we stopped doing weekly rehearsals and um, you know, I was just trying to be sensitive to the culture and the time that we live in where people are just busy and I don't want people to come out if we really don't have to. I feel like you guys are good and you guys do a good job for the most part you know, rehearsing on your own. But um, I just really wanted to have a night where I felt like we need to have a time where we're not just trying to get through all the songs on a Sunday morning and get through and, and rush. We need to have a time where we're building each other we're being built up and we're growing. And I thought one night a month, that's okay. We can do that. Um, so thank you all for coming. Let's stand and let's close in prayer. And um, please um, take some um, more refreshments on your way out. Thank you again so much, um, Darla and Rachel and Melvin. Um, I'll be getting some lessons from you soon, hopefully. Um, let's pray. Father. You're so worthy and you're so good to us, God. And God, we know that you um, want to reveal yourself more to us. You want us to draw closer to you. And God, thank you for um, the word that you've given us tonight and the encouragement that you've um, given us tonight um, through our sister, Lord. And um, I just ask once again your blessing on her and your blessing on the ministry of Faith Temple, God. And we pray that um, you would just uh, bless them, give them favor, God, and provide all of their needs, Lord. And um, we thank you for the calling that you've placed on our lives. We love you and we praise you. You're so good. Amen.